There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Ready to Pop, the ultimate pregnancy podcast with me, author and journalist and host of Owning It, the Anxiety podcast, Caroline Foran. For this episode, we are talking about all things skincare and pregnancy, what you can use, what you can't use, what to expect from your skin at the beginning, middle, end and beyond your pregnancy, how to treat things like pigmentation or pregnancy breakouts, how to get the pregnancy glow that we hear so much about, I never got it, and so much more. For this, I am joined by, who else? The skin nerd, Jennifer Rock. Jen is my skin hero. She's my idol and my saviour. And she was one of the first people I actually told about my pregnancy because my skin went a bit haywire in those very first few weeks. And as always, she came to the rescue. For more personalised advice, I absolutely recommend a skin consultation. And you can also contact Jen and her nerd network at theskinnerd.com or hit them up on social media where they are always more than happy to answer your specific questions. I really hope you find this helpful and enjoy. Jennifer Rock, thank you so, so much for joining me on Ready to Pop. And obviously, given your title and your expertise, we are here to talk about all things skincare during pregnancy. So thank you so much for being here. You have been informed since day one because one of the first things that I experienced was my skin going bananas. And I was like, I don't care about telling people in advance because I need some help. And you are always my, obviously my go-to person for skin, even though you've got an empire to run. And I'm like, Jen, I have a spot. I think that I am lucky enough genuinely to be one of the few people in the country that is told by thousands, not because I know people necessarily, but because as you say, when you become pregnant, you're so conscious and aware, which we'll discuss as to what to use and what not to use. And there's a certain kind of fear element because obviously as a mother, you never want to put anything onto your body that will have any kind of impact on your skin, only that it is positive. So the amount of DMs I get where people say, please don't ever share this, please don't ever screenshot it, but my husband doesn't even know no, yes. I am. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, congratulations. Okay, take a photograph of what you're using. Let me guide you through it. So yeah, I constantly spend my life replying back saying, congrats with the little baby emoji and then say, no S, no vitamin A. Be careful of, you know, pigmentation. We'll go through it yeah. all. There's, there's many different skin conditions that you are prone to. So just setting people up as early into their pregnancy as we can. And yeah. then pregnancy is another common question people while they're breastfeeding or not breastfeeding whichever is applicable so yeah so I'm happy to be one of the first that knew with you and with many to start let's just talk about in general looking at pregnancy um an overview perspective what what major changes can we expect from our skin I think the main thing that we are exposed to whilst pregnant more so than when not is pigmentation. So you'll typically hear it called melasma or cloasma. So okay. it's ultimately when you might look in the mirror and you might think, oh, that looks like a freckle. And the freckle starts to spread out in that it 
tends to gather. It almost looks like a tea bag stain that's been left on a counter for a little while. And I don't mean that as disrespectful or offensive as it could sound, but that's it's almost that mottling effect. So that's typically caused by, usually pigmentation is caused by excess light. But whilst pregnant, your body temperature is higher, hormones as you know better than I right now. So they tend to cause heat within the body, which then in turn causes inflammation, which excites your pigment cell. And it means that your body is in essence overproducing the protection element of your skin. People will always write in and say, I have this unsightly, blotchy pigment help. And the good news is if it's pigment prone due to pregnancy, it tends to subside. Pigmentation, unfortunately, is one of the hardest skin conditions to treat. When the baby is here, you will notice that it tends to subside like I was kind of thinking because I was lashing on the factor 50 and I, it was we had a couple of really sunny days and I was thinking oh god is it is it am I doing damage from the outside but you you say a, a lot of the pregnancy related pigmentation is inside out yeah very much so um, and with skincare it always is the inside out element but I think particularly with pregnancy it does it is inside out like if you think about it realistic the hormones are inside the heat is inside the baby is inside yeah, so yeah. all of it is kind of mixing into this mixing bowl so there there are elements there are there are ways you can protect so SPF as you know better than anybody because you are pigment is always something you and I talk about a lot mm-hmm. so SPF is definitely important to prevent against further pigment but the reality is just because you apply SPF example 50 today doesn't mean that you won't still develop the pigmentation so I don't want people to be lured into this false sense security where you think oh that's it I've ticked the box you do need to be aware that it can still come through but it's okay we can treat it afterwards as well okay and it's something that in my experience didn't really develop for me until later into my pregnancy Yes, it tends to be towards the last trimester more so than any other time. Tends to be not so much on the hands because typically in our 30s and 40s, where I suppose the the decades you're probably more likely 20s, 30s, 40s to become pregnant, pigmentation doesn't really manifest in its hands till we're maybe 50s, 60s and beyond. And it tends to be another part of the hormonal stage of our body, which as women we have so much to look forward to. But when pregnant, you're prone to getting it on the higher part of the cheeks, the higher part of the forehead, the upper lip. So that's when it tends to come through. So my main thing would be SPF to prevent against vitamin C unless you're problematic skin. And again, whilst pregnant, you are prone to getting spots. But what I find really interesting, and this is a trend because we have 15,000 clients in Nerd Network and a lot of them, as you might imagine, because we tend to talk to 35 is kind of our typical to be here. So there's been a lot of pregnancies through our door, our virtual door. And what we find really interesting is that the pregnant clients that have had not so great skin prior then have great skin during pregnancy and vice versa. So it's an unusual process as if the hormone fluctuation shifts. So when you, for example, when I I don't have great skin all the time, then I become pregnant, my skin is delightful. Um, So I should obviously just turn into a baby making machine. Um, Mm There's no other solution. But yeah, go back to the vitamin C piece for pigment. Vitamin C can sometimes irritate a problematic skin. So be aware of where you sit and whether vitamin C might be your go-to or not. With vitamin A, you know I adore vitamin A. Vitamin A is the game changer for pigmentation in a typical capacity. However, whilst pregnant, we're very cautious of the level of vitamin A. But you can use very low levels, uh, fat levels that you would naturally have within your skin. So all you do is putting back into the skin what the skin has. And that is the most reparative element. And then there's another thing called inhibiting tyrosinase, which is ultimately the enzyme that sets off the excess pigmentation production. 
and that's where example you love the image of luma serum there's many different versions on the market so with the vision so with inhibiting terizinase what you're ultimately doing is kind of slowing down the overproduction of pigmentation and that doesn't really fix it but it's almost like you're holding a child back and you're kind of grabbing their t-shirt and pulling it back towards you so you're kind of you're restraining it in a sense okay I need to ever hold a child back with a t-shirt why <laughs> <laughs> don't to my child but yeah do you know what I mean you're kind of you're kind of curbing it I suppose okay so pigmentation something that we can expect typically towards the latter part of the of the pregnancy let's talk about the first trimester for me it was breakouts that felt like beyond what I was used to is that typical again yes I think it's just a, such a surge and I think also you know this better than I, this is absolutely your topic, but with regards to stress, anxiety, it's newness. You're you're starting to really realize that your body is changing, your life will forever change, particularly if it's your first. Even if it's not, your life's going to change if you have two or three with you now. So I think there's an element of that is, I don't know if we can necessarily blame pregnancy, but the fact that our brain is catching up with how many things are happening. And as we always know, stress does impact the amount of oil that you secrete. It affects the amount of ceramides you naturally have in your skin, i.e. your fats. It affects your water levels. And all of those things have an impact on whether you have spotty or oily skin. So so I had like a lot of um, quite like aggressive looking blemishes around my chin area. Then my chest really started to break out and my upper back. Um, so like in terms of if, if, if we put stress to one side, is there specific hormone hormonal changes that you think make it more um, conducive with like excess oil and blemishes? And is it is it typically just breakouts and blemishes or can we expect more like redness or dryness? Depends on the person, definitely. It depends on what you're predisposed to prior to pregnancy. But yes, there is obviously hormonal the data shows that you are more likely to secrete a different type of oil. So the oil, when it's coming out, is a different type of oil. So when you're kind of removing it from your body, instead of it being free-flowing, it tends to kind of come up like a little plop of oil onto the skin. So it's a different consistency. And then also from a bacteria perspective, it tends to be a little bit more bacteria there. There's so many people that find that that is their reality. There's no doubt about it. The other side of it is if you're dry-skinned by skin type let's say prior to pregnancy there's a possibility and probability that that will become heightened whilst you are pregnant the hard part i find with having problematic prone skin as opposed to dry skin is that the typical ingredients of the arsenal that you would use on it such as benzoyl peroxide salicylic acid you can't lean on whilst pregnant now the one thing I want someone to know if they are pregnant and they're listening and they didn't realize in the early days they were pregnant, they started to panic. Oh my goodness, I was using this product. Have I done anything to my baby? The answer is no. Skincare can't really get into your bloodstream, but obviously we always err on the side of caution. So with those ingredients, because they are related to, example, salicylic acid is related to aspirin. And whilst pregnant, as you know, your access to painkillers is slightly less. So we tend to not encourage you to apply anything topically that would mirror what you can't apply internally. And then for dry skin though, the good news is, you can actually, you know, it's hydration, it's hyaluronic, it's ceramides, it's good fats, it's emollients, it's humectants, all of those ingredients, glycerine, they're so, they're so easy to provide the skin. So I suppose what I'm saying is if you're listening and you think that dryness is going to be an issue for you, that's easier to rectify in a sense. And plus getting lots of nuts, seeds, fish oil into your diet, which you're encouraged to eat well, obviously, anyway in life. Particularly, I think we take the responsibility even more seriously yeah, sometimes while we're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that, like for me, when I was dealing with those initial kind of first trimester breakouts, I, I did notice that they kind of settled when I got into my second trimester. Even if we do nothing at all, obviously we're supposed to be helping ourselves nutritionally and with, you know, the right products. But even if we do nothing at all and we just look at the hormones, can we expect that, you know, a lot of these things will figure themselves out as time moves on? 
Very much so. I think, again, across the majority of our clients in their network, it does tend to subside. And we're not a big fan of trying to say, like, oh, you have to buy this now and you have to buy that now because it's going to be short-lived. But at the same yeah. time, if somebody's truly feeling negatively impacted by it, then, yeah, of course, we're going to say, look, this is a consideration. But some of the products, and I know we'll get onto products now, some of the products are tenfold. Like the colostrum that you mentioned is really ideal for someone who's getting spots and breakouts, but it's extremely anti-aging. So it's it's not that it's money not well spent I suppose you're able to tackle a couple of things that you typically might be conscious of if you're in the pregnancy stage and if you're not conscious of anti-aging while you're pregnant you're going to have no sleep <laughs> I'm joking you'll have sleep a couple of months time so it's just it's, it will definitely help your healthier skin and you won't look perhaps as fatigued as the little human would like you to look okay so we have pigmentation we have breakouts if you're if you're potentially a, a dry skin person that might be a little bit exacerbated is there anything else even in terms of skin on the body um separate to maybe stretch marks that you see as very common um symptoms of, of skin during pregnancy sensitivity is definitely one so okay. that the skin might perhaps be a little bit more reactive or sensitized so for example people will often contact and say i've been using xy brand of detergent for genuinely my whole life like I think my mother used it on me and now I'm 30 odd years of age and all of a sudden my skin is responding differently that's definitely it I remember when I worked in clinics years ago I could tell that really loyal clients of mine that were pregnant and I'm not really not trying to make myself like like the pregnancy whisperer but you'd always wonder because they'd be getting laser and they would be so so they would respond so differently. They would respond to the humans so differently i.e. their pain threshold was completely different and then their skin would respond to be red to be tender to be swelling which wouldn't be their normal response, for example, and would take a lot longer for that to subside. So definitely there's an element of your body is slightly more sensitive. But can I also say, and I know perhaps because I had little mini me when I was maybe not the age that everyone would encourage you in a campaign poster to have a child. Um, I was a teen, but I like, I, like there are many people like myself, regardless of their age, that I didn't have anything like I, so I don't want people to listen to yeah. Oh my God, it's going to happen to me. It's not. Some people have the most beautiful, dewy, healthy skin. Some people look the same. Some people do get a spot. Some people get lots of spots. Some people get pigments. Some never get it. So I wouldn't see it as a negative piece at all. I just think, it, you know, you, you just have to kind of go out with your skin. And if it's your second or third, there's no knowing that it'll be the same as your first. So just take each day as it comes. And I suppose there's many ways to manage it. Yeah. And you mentioned there, I mean, for for an awful lot of women, and I guess um, culturally, we, we have this idea of pregnancy being like glowing, beautiful skin and like kind of flushed <laughs> cheeks. So that obviously comes from somewhere. So there is a lot of women who have beautiful, like you say, like a lot of problems they maybe had before just balance out. Um, what, what is the glow and is it a real thing and where does it come from? The glow is a genuine fact where the it typically tends to be due to the fact that the hormones are balancing your your norm, if you will, in another way. I always visualize it like a, a weighing scales. So you have like the old school weighing scales where you'd weigh something on one side and whoop, the other side would go up or down. That's ultimately what's happening within some people that it's balanced. So with that in mind, then the oil secretions become slightly less the oil itself is the right consistency, i.e. doesn't clog a pores, you're less likely to get a blackhead or a spot. The skin itself then is actually creating the correct amount of oil, which means that you have the natural barrier that you're supposed to have, which means that you're not going to be as tender or sensitive or dehydrated. So that's where the glow comes from. The glow is technically actually talking about what our skin should look like if it was a dream world and everything was just in the right balance and the right proportion. So wow. it I is far between though. I don't know if I had that. <laughs> I don't think anyone really does. Um, 
I also think that sometimes what tends to happen with pregnancy is people tend to take a little bit more time for themselves Mm -hmm. because they're aware their body is changing. They're aware that their lives will change significantly. So cleansing in the morning, putting a serum on an SPF because you tend to read so many articles about pigmentation and what can potentially go wrong. I genuinely feel that people actually just take that little bit more time for themselves, which quite nice and you're just more cautious in general and you want to make sure you're doing the right thing you know whether it's food you're eating I mean I say that but I have had the palate of like a five-year-old child (laughs) I have not been able to go for the vegetables and the salads and the things that I know I need because I I just I don't know the baby just wants what it wants and hopefully I'm getting what I need in terms of like supplementation as well um but I because I was like I'm gonna go into this and be so like health conscious I'm not gonna like eat for two I'm gonna just eat for me and and all of it went out the window I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. All of my friends are like, there's a gang of us of six and we've all grown up together and everyone's having babies and they're the second or third now is just the age that we're at. But I hear them at the beginning, particularly when it's their first, they put so much pressure on how they're going to be during pregnancy. And then secondly, how they're going to be as a parent. And I just, I suppose because all I've ever known is being a parent, like since I've been an adult, I've been a parent, I don't know any different. So I just feel, oh, you know, it's, and it's not judging from the outside. I don't mean that. I'm just like, I just wish they'd be a little bit easier on themselves. You just have to mind yourself and make it realistic to your life to be fair. And for a lot of people, like myself included, pregnancy has not been fun. And of course you're grateful. And of course, you know, if it's what you wanted and, and you planned it and, you know, you're happy, you know, that's great. But you can also still really struggle through it. And I have found it to be like so grueling. And then obviously there's the pressures of feeling like, do you sound ungrateful? But I think women need to, you know, allow themselves. And, and like one of the things that really got me down was my skin. Like I just felt like when I looked in the mirror, I just didn't recognize myself. You're already feeling I was sick I was having you know all different kinds of symptoms and then just to have your skin go funny I was like oh for feck's sake like you know so I just think yeah like self-compassion is so important I think the other side of it is you said it there yourself when you were so unwell at the beginning and many people that suffer with morning sickness although I don't know why they call it that but that's a different day's conversation yeah exactly you're dehydrating the body like if you think about if you have I don't know, a bug or any kind of an upset tummy and you're unwell for a 24, 48 hour period, you see it in your skin. Your skin looks dry, it looks dull, looks sluggish. It looks almost gray in pallor. And I think that's important to note that, you know, as you say, the nutrients to get in, definitely you're doing it for the baby, but do it for yourself too. And it doesn't mean you have to eat a whole plate of broccoli. Um, Supplements are always a cautious one with pregnancy. I'd always check what it is that the doctor recommends, but by and large, probiotics are always encouraged for people, for health in general, for immunity. There's a lot to be said when you're taking probiotics that it actually helps the birth canal towards the last trimester that the baby is actually born with the correct bacteria levels around itself which will then help it with help it withstand eczema etc and different um different types of inflammatory conditions okay. so that's an interesting one and then just trying to make sure you get your vitamin c for your own immunity trying to make sure that you get your omegas i.e your essential fatty acids for hydration and just your skin is going to stretch and you mentioned there about the body i think yeah. are typically genetic to be honest I don't really believe that an awful lot of products will truly prevent against what is inevitable that's the bearer of bad news and I sit here with stretch marks underneath my breast right down to my hip so and I was 17 so everyone's like oh when you're young you don't get them no you definitely can um they're all the way around my back and that's just that's just what happened and I I suppose there's no rhyme or reason for it so I think I think it's unfair because stretch marks can truly affect how people feel. And I think it's unfair for me to say, oh, use this and you'll never get it. That's just wrong. What you can do is keep the skin as supple as possible. And what you can do when the baby is born 
is really get a lot of vitamin A based oils onto the skin because when the stretch mark is pink, that's when you still have blood going to it. But technically a stretch mark falls into a scar remit. So it's like any scar. If you burn yourself, the sooner you treat it, the better in a sense. Getting vitamin A onto a stretch mark when it's still red is is definitely advantageous. Why do I say, why do you have to wait till the baby's born? Well, vitamin A is one of the ingredients that we don't encourage you to have in high levels whilst pregnant because there are many different forms of vitamin A out there and some just aren't suited whilst pregnant. So we just tend to err inside a caution and say no to the majority of vitamin A. Or like what you said earlier, there are low levels of A that you're allowed to have. There's low levels of salicylic you're allowed to have. So it's just about tweaking the levels. But yes, definitely stretch marks are a hard one. And then there are lots of treatments you can get done if they bother you in the future. But it's... I, I I don't, I don't love when people say, oh, just, you know, love your body. I, I find it very hard to look at my stomach. I've never once in my life worn a bikini. So I don't think that it's fair for anyone to cast judgment on another, but just to understand that you can help them. You can minimize them. Yeah. And okay. Like radio frequency and that, that you can get done afterwards for pockets of them to help them kind of plumping out. So let's talk about what we can and cannot use during pregnancy. First of all, what we should be, like when we find out we're pregnant, we're going to be looking at our, what the products that we're currently using. What are the top things to, um, and also, I mean, what I also want to recommend is having, regardless of your skin condition, I, I do recommend having a consultation with the Nerd Network because it'll kind of help you know what to expect and because it's so personal to you so so that's that would be my advice but before someone gets to that point if they're looking at their products talk me through what we need to steer away from there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. First of all, thank you. That means an awful lot because I know that you've been in the beauty world for a long time. So you have a massive amount of insight already, but I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think it's the uncertainty around it and always wanting to make sure that you're doing the right thing by you and the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of articles online that you Google and people say, oh, you can't and you can and it's confusing. So to have somebody to be able to say, look, this is fine. This is not fine. That's okay that you've been using it. Let's take you off it now. This is what your skin history has been like. This is what you're probably prone to happening. And then just having someone to touch base with so that, you know, go, you, you suddenly launch into your third trimester. You're like, oh goodness, this is new. This hadn't happened before. What do you think? So it's been able to have someone to kind of bust the myths. But by and large, what, what would I look for at home? I'd make sure I do have an SPF that's in date. I'd make sure that it's a high enough protection. I'd make sure that I'm applying it every day. I, You know me, Caroline. I'll always say that anyway, but definitely with pigmentation, as we discussed already, is kind of... And a sensitivity as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, depending on the time of year, people might think, oh, it's Christmas time example now, so I won't. But no, it doesn't matter whether it's summer or the whole year round, your pigment is prone because of the heat inside. So SPF definitely... 
Vitamin C is an absolute go-to. Why? Because it gives you lightness. It gives you clarity. It helps inhibit redness. It helps just to hydrate the skin. It's a healing. It's a natural antioxidant. It's just a really powerful all-round. And we know it. We know vitamin C is good in our diets. The same is applicable to the external part. But you do see a vitamin C glow. You see like an evenness to the skin. So if we're trying to get this whole glow craze that people have told us over the years we're supposed to have, the only thing I would be wary of is too much vitamin C for someone who's problematic like yourself. I would be wary of a lot of it. So if you're drier skin, vitamin C is your go-to. If you're oily, just a little bit of it is fine. So what I mean by versus a lot is I wouldn't have a cleanser and a serum and an eye cream and a, and a, and a, if I was oily skin, I'd probably just have it as part of an ingredient in an example. I don't know, um, hyaluronic, you might put your little bit of vitamin C in there as well. Okay, and would you, with vitamin C, would you um, advocate it being um, taken internally with obviously diet and supplements as well as topical? Yeah, for me, skincare is quite simple if you want it to be, or it can be uber complicated and time consuming. And I don't really tend to favor the latter. Although I think that people have this vision of me, you know, cleansing for an hour at night or something. I don't, I'm the same as everyone. I want to go to bed. (laughs) I would say to use exactly that. I would use like a vitamin C serum inside. And if I'm, t- if I'm or tell like outside, don't eat it. Um, but <laughs> what I'm doing outside, I do inside. So yeah, I take probiotics inside. I take vitamin C inside. You cannot take vitamin A inside whilst pregnant, but that would be my norm. And then I tend to just mirror image that on the outside. So I'll have probiotics in my external skincare. I'll have vitamin C in my external skincare. Vitamin A you can have in your external skincare. What's the risk with vitamin A internally during pregnancy? Okay, so vitamin A is part of, it's obviously a large family tree and there's different forms. So you have your beta carotene in your example, in your plant form, which is what you find in your carrots, etc. Then you have retinal palmitate, which is a fat form you naturally have in your skin. There's lots of different forms. There is a form called retinoic acid, which people might often have heard of in another capacity called roaccutane. It's a drug that you are prescribed by a dermatologist. If you're based in Ireland, it has to be a derm, where it really helps with severe acne conditions. However, that form of vitamin A is quite aggressive and cannot be taken whilst pregnant. And then because it's all part of this one big family tree, if you Google vitamin A pregnancy, there is a possibility that you will read about the acid form that the dermatologist can give you. You'll confuse that with the fat form or the carrot form that you've gotten from your eye cream example mm-hmm. and understandably you start to panic and you start to think, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So for erring on the side of caution, most brands tend to just be uber cautious and say, look, it's a no-go across the board. The interesting thing with vitamin A, if I could just do one more nerdy bit, when you put the fat form on, it actually has to convert into that more potent form within the cell to actually have the true impact. But because it does it in a chain reaction, it's perfectly safe. However, because the aggressive form that dermatologists give you is really potent. It's just, it's just being, it's just really, it's kind of a protection piece that you don't ever have to worry. Did I, or didn't I do something wrong? Because unfortunately there aren't always happy endings with pregnancy. So you don't want anyone to ever feel like they were the cause of it. The medical form is obviously a no-go. You'll never be given that by your doctor whilst pregnant. That's why you're often tested for pregnancy. Okay. And one thing I was taking was the advanced skin nutrition Acumax, which I went off as soon as I found out I was pregnant. And that is one of my favorite things you've ever introduced me to. And I can't wait to go back on it. But as soon as I have the baby, I can, right? Yeah, exactly. So with, well, if you choose to breastfeed, you have to be careful of supplements that you take inside. So always check with your midwife or your, um, whomever it is that you're, I suppose, you're under guidance of. But Acumax it's a, it's a perfect introduction to it because Acumax was designed to rival the acid form that dermatologists can give you, but in a more, 
progressive way, like a, a supplement manner as opposed to a medication. This is me not advocating not having medication. If you need medication, you need medication. But from a maintenance perspective thereafter, that supplement can be great. But you're right, you can't take it whilst pregnant. You can take omegas. And there's a lot to say with, like omegas are obviously, you read up on it from a pregnancy perspective, they're amazing for babies, for their brain, for their heart, for their lung development. So it's quite, it's an amazing supplement to take. But from a skin perspective, the essential fatty acids actually act like a body moisturizer. So like I can barely reach my toes as it is and I don't have a 30-week bump, right? So <laughs> I would say that it becomes harder and harder to be able to moisturize yourself, yet you might feel like your feet are being neglected and you can't touch certain areas anymore and you're trying to twist and bend and you can't sleep at night and you start feeling these little dry patches. If you eat really well, i.e. if you eat good fats, you tend to find that you are actually naturally internally moisturizing your skin. One of the things I learned from you was that you can drink all the water in the world you want for hydration, but if you're not locking it in, locking it in with omegas, it's kind of a waste of your time. So for, for dryness or for hydration, you need to balance the omegas with the water intake. And that's outside of pregnancy and in pregnancy, right? Wonder said, so when you are eating good fats, you basically help your cell membrane to retain the water that you drink. Whereas if you don't have the good fats, your cell membrane is slightly too permeable, i.e. water can leak in and out. So you can be like, I drink my two liters of water. And then you're like, why am I so dehydrated? Often you're not giving the skin the tools it needs to keep the water in the skin. Yeah. Okay. And if people are unsure about the products that they have been using and what they should be changing, will it always say on a product if something is unsuitable for pregnancy? Caroline, this is a tough one. So you know that we launched Skin Ingredients a year ago and a large part of what I tried to bring to the packaging was to make sure that it was somewhat understandable for the end user because a lot of the questions I get, honestly, most, not most, that's dramatic, but a lot of DMs will be people saying, like what I said to you earlier, I'm pregnant and here's a picture of their cleanser example and they say, can I or can't I use it? I'm confused because you'll read out there and I want to touch on acids. You'll read out there, but some brands will say, yes, you can. Some brands will say no. So it's very hard to kind of navigate your way through it on your own. So what we decided to do on our packaging, and I really genuinely do hope that other people follow suit is we have a little logo on it whether it's for pregnancy it's safe it'll say it and if it's not for pregnancy it'll have a little line through a pregnant woman so that you never have to actually contact someone and tell them before you want to and you know you don't have to go to your local salon or whatever or look it up online it should just be there I believe that's an important piece Um, absolutely but going back to what you can or can't so SPF definitely vitamin C 100% but if you're problematic prone not too much of it if you aren't in your dry skin get all the vitamin C whether it's a serum or a booster or an eye cream or a mask like vitamin C really does give you that hit of goodness there Environ um, is a brand I definitely hold in high esteem Vitamin A from Environ is amazing. They have their ABST1 and ABST2. So they actually have a step-up program where we are always usually trying to get you up to the four fives. But when you're pregnant, up to two is perfectly safe level. And then antioxidants. So literally why you should eat vegetable, like you mentioned earlier, like you're not sitting at home eating Brussels sprouts and broccoli because um, you're normal. Um, no, I'm joking, <laughs> but like really hard to get those foods into you. You can do the same externally. So you can just have lots of antioxidants. So things like lycopene, um, arbutin, Honestly, there's so many brands now. Most brands, like wheat skin veg, is packed full of antioxidants. The Ostrata have them, the Ordinary, the Inky, uh, Drunk Elephant, Yonka. Like, oh, honestly, every brand will have antioxidants version in their skincare. And that just gives you clarity. It really helps with inflammation, which is obviously what pigmentation is. Inflammation is actually what spots are. Inflammation is what redness is. So it's a key ingredient. It's almost, it's the underdog of skincare. Um, and then cleansing. So a lot of people, like you mentioned there, the Image Clear Cell Cleanser, that has 2% salicylic acid in it, which is the highest level of salicylic you can get in an EU product. And salicylic is typically given to somebody who has problematic skin or breakout skin, or even if you just get 
like when you're not pregnant a spot at time of the month and you're like oh my god and it has a like a passport it's so freaking big <laughs> it pulses that acid is fantastic for really bringing it down but like I started to mention earlier it's related to aspirin so we tend to say no in high levels while something and actually the environ product is low enough that it's safe to use um, every day whilst pregnant glycolic is a really interesting one because it's so popular so glycolic acid and the word acid always terrifies people but actually acid just means that it can exfoliate it doesn't always mean it exfoliates but by and large it does glycolic is an ingredient that's gotten so much press over the last two years and it's designed to resurface and re like, slightly exfoliate the skin you can get it in many different percentages so the higher the percentage the more it'll exfoliate but when you are exfoliating your skin, this could be with glycolic, this could be with salicylic, this could actually be with your old school granular, like, you know, old, like, like when you actually massage a physical bead into your skin. And I say old school because the sector has moved so far away from that, mm-hmm. mainly in the environment. But for me, I was never a fan of the mechanical exfoliation because it tends to actually, interestingly, be more disrespectful to the skin than an acid. Anyhow, glycolic or whatever way you're exfoliating. When you are pregnant, as we said, pigmentation is a higher probability. When you're exfoliating your skin, the top layer, you're leaving your skin more susceptible to light because the pigmentation is caused inside whilst pregnant, but it's also going to be triggered by external light, which you just can't avoid unless you're living in a freaking cave, and I don't think that's going to be enjoyable for five months. So if you're exfoliating and you're prone to pigment, there is many that will say that they will be conscious and cautious of you overusing glycolic, not because of the baby, but because you're more prone to pigmentation anyway. And the more you exfoliate, the more you leave your skin more open to light. And light is already um, a cause of pigmentation and you're already internally more probably prone to pigmentation. Okay. So hopefully we've given people an idea of the the very obvious do's and don'ts or the, the general recommendations for the general pregnant population. But as I said, I think it's, I mean, you're going to be overwhelmed enough as is with all the change. It is probably a stressful time. You might be dealing with other symptoms. Your life is about to change. And I think, you know, when my friends start talking about, oh, like what product would you recommend? At this point, as much as I can say I love something for me, I just think it's so personal and it really, it depends on your skin history, your diet, your lifestyle, what your skin looks like now. So like, I do think that if people are listening to this and they're thinking, oh Jesus, the glycolic, the, the salicylic, the this, the that, the tyrosinase, which is the word I can't even pronounce. You did, you got it. Did I get it? My, yeah. I, I would just say, you know, if someone does a skin, a skin consultation with a nerd network, you, you have someone there who is honing in on your specific picture of skin and your your lifestyle and your files basically and um you're going to get advice that is going to be relevant to your history and everything and you, you have to send pictures like this is what I found really really great about the consultation was that I had to send pictures of my skin so that they know exactly what they're dealing with and they're not just throwing out random recommendations of products because I think that's where people end up wasting money they end up being disappointed if it doesn't work out so I really do think and I'm, I'm a, I know it sounds like I'm this is a big advertisement for you but I really do think I, I, I was so grateful to do that consultation and just for transparency is it is it 50 euro for someone to do a consultation? Yes, yeah, so the way we describe it is, and it's not that it sounds like an ad, I just think you can hear how much you appreciated it. So that means, <laughs> and like that's, and it sounds like such an American pageant answer, but that's the why. Yeah. And I like that, that is why. So I think that for me, it's not necessarily like there's products that we have on the store that so many people have. So it's not that I'm trying to say, oh, we're special. Where I really believe we add value is kind of what you said there. It's that 
if you want someone to go to that is not going to be brand biased that will say right I have this what do I need well keep that bin that when that's finished let's start you with that and I think particularly when you're pregnant you are as I've already said a couple of times right this you just want someone to guide you and speak and you feel safe and comfortable in the knowledge that you're getting the best possible skincare routine whilst pregnant and then afterwards when baby's out and whether you're breastfeeding or not we can help you with the skin condition thereafter so you kind of have someone that has your back I suppose but yeah yeah. 50 euro and they are what we call part of our membership and they just have access to us so we we have a live chat we have a particular number they can contact us so you said there I whatsapp you but we offer that to everybody that's not just because you and I I know know. that's because I'm special no it's not Um, and just so people so people know like what what to expect so I did the consultation had a chat talked through my symptoms talked through here's pictures of my skin here's my history here's the kind of what my routine has been now and then what I got in return was a very very clear list of this is what you're going to use AM. This is what you're going to use PM. This is what you're going to use maybe once a week. And um, this is what we're going to try and we're going to see how we get on. We're going to observe. And this is going to be like almost like your homework. So it takes away the guesswork. And actually, even before, even though I still had loads of blemishes and I hadn't even ordered any products yet, just the fact that I said, okay, do you know what? I can just hand that over. Someone's going to guide me. And it made me feel confident that at least I knew I was in good hands. And I know that as, as, as down as we can get about skin issues, whether we're pregnant or not, there is always something you can do, hopefully. And that's what you guys are there for. Um, so yeah, so I can't thank you enough for that. Like, obviously I was so grateful to have that consultation and and something that I, I suppose I hadn't thought about was post-pregnancy as well. <laughs> I just assumed- How much time will you have? <laughs> I know, but it's it, but then it's, it's, it's kind of like having a doula or something as well. Like just having, or having a lactation consultant to be able to pop on Zoom or Skype or whatever, which is socially distant and amazing. And it always has been because you've always been online. But to be able to do that, um, it just takes away, it's just like one less thing you need to worry about because someone else will, will worry about it for you. I was talking to a dermatologist about this recently and we were saying that, you know, with skin, it, it is an organ. There's so many different things that it, something will work for one and not for another. And I was saying, I really feel that. And, and she was agreeing that really when you're given a regimen or you have somebody that you know, like what you're saying there, like I feel the nerd network, we're, we feel accountable. So yeah. we feel to us for a consult I can't really make your skin react I can just I can encourage you to get the right products for your skin I can teach you how to do it but I want you to come back to me every couple of weeks and just say right this is working this isn't working right let's up the ante let's change that let's tweak it you're going on holidays example please god dream um so I need that because you're abroad whatever the case is but then you can touch bases in between so we have what we call touch points where you can send an email and someone will reply within 24 to 48 hours saying yes you should take that out or your skin's sensitive now that's different so let's do that so it's just having it's almost like having a best friend or a personal trainer that you can just contact exactly um, because skin is a freaking minefield and whilst you are pregnant obviously that's what this is completely about while you are pregnant, your skin does change an awful lot. And as you say, you have so much going on. So I suppose what, what we would like to be able to say to someone if they were to give a testimonial is, I feel good in myself. I feel the burden's been taken out from it. I feel someone else is accountable for me and I feel like I can trust the advice that I've been given. Um, and that's always a goal. So what can yeah, I just yeah. say, and I'd like thank you for mentioning their network so much. There are so many phenomenal therapists and clinics across the country. So there might be an opportunity then for some, once you have the right human, like I always say human, um, <laughs> but once you human to to guide you and you feel they have your back that's what we all need that's what we all need and then the other actual if I can pop back to ingredients for a moment hyaluronic acid again an example of an acid that isn't exfoliating that is fantastic for just giving the skin a pep in its step masks are great if you're going to lie down 
because you might need to, um, um, mm-hmm. massive rain just to kind of give a hydration element to the skin. Spritzing is beautiful, particularly when people start to pack their hospital bags. There is an amazing event spritz that I always give to friends. And it just, it, it, I know this sounds quite diva-esque when you're packing your bag. You're like, I will have no time for that. If you're having a long labor and you're, you know, it could be the coldest day outside, you're going to be a little bit hot, as you might imagine. So, you know, I'm biased in this one. I'm, go, I'm not going to lie, but the Cleanse Off Mitt and the Spritz have been products that I have seen so many people contact saying they were lifesavers because you're just allowing your skin to feel cool and you're actually cooling your temperature down at the same time. Well, I will be packing all of my Cleanse Off Mitts into my hospital bag. <laughs> Haven't even thought about the skincare element of my hospital bag yet, but I will, I will get on to you about that when we finish recording. So mm-hmm. before I let you go, I know you've got another meeting and a whole day of skin advice and wisdom to share, but just general parting advice for women who maybe just found out they're pregnant or maybe they're feeling stressed out about the negative changes in their skin. What can we say to reassure them that, you know, it's not always going to be this way? I'd say congratulations. I'd say don't put pressure on yourself to feel any certain way. I would say that I think I don't particularly love when someone says embrace your changes. It's hard and it's equally okay that if you are just one of those humans that goes through pregnancy sailing through and you look stunning the whole way through, own it. Like that's, that that's fantastic too but I would just say your skin can change there are ingredients we can help that are perfectly safe the whole way through when the baby is here and you start to have a few minutes even to yourself don't let your regimen go altogether even if we can help you when you're up late at night you can spritz yourself you can and it sounds like things like oh my goodness is she delusional there are little things that you can do that take honestly five seconds that will allow you to still feel like you and to be taking control of your skin because the reality with skincare is that when people come to visit you or the baby or out and about and you're socializing again you want to be able to feel like you with the baby as opposed to this baby might um have taken first place so there are key ingredients that you can apply and little tiny measures and tweaks to your regimen honestly Caroline honestly it can be a cleanse which is 60 seconds in the shower um I know the showers are few and far between when you're a little human serum definitely vitamin a vitamin c let's get it onto the skin if there's pigment there there's an added boost you can put in spf that's it like it genuinely could take you 120 seconds if you wanted to and you could if you really needed to do it with the baby in the arm and whilst you're pregnant just try to take the time that you know especially with your first baby i say to all my friends take as much time before you can for maternity leave because for forevermore like matthew 16 I can't go to the toilet. The child still talks to me. Like, <laughs> um, so just try to take that little bit of time to yourself. And don't see skincare as pampering, seeing it as a, as a means to self-care and just, you know, try and enjoy it as best you can. And I mean this, and I generally mean this, um, if anyone does have any questions, they are more than welcome to come to us on social. And if we can help at any stage, we always will. And I suppose I say congratulations. Oh, Jen, thank you so much. There's so much to unpack there. So much great advice and information. I hope that people feel um, empowered to go on their skincare journey and you know through pregnancy and beyond um, because it doesn't just stop there and it's, it's very important to treat as I've, I've learned from you the skin as an organ and if your skin is bad it's not that you're vain it's it's a part of your health and it's so important it's, you know you want to have a healthy body and mind and skin and it's all one thing so um, thank you for your for your wisdom and your expertise and, um, and yeah and good luck with everything and I can't wait for your new can I mention your new book? Yeah, you can, of course. Your, your new book, which will be out this September. I am looking forward to seeing yourself and Barry and Little Mini Human in coming weeks because I think it's such an exciting time and I think doing this podcast is absolutely spot on. It's such a it's such a underspoken about conversation that needs to happen and it can bring woes and it can bring highs. So yeah, love it. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, take care and I'll chat to you soon. Talk soon. Bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.